Hello, I'm Reverend Bob Moore, and uh, we are taping a episode for Peace Matters, and this one is going to be on a topic that is one that you don't normally associate with peace necessarily, but our approach to peacemaking in the Coalition for Peace Action is to use all the tools of democracy, the whole engine of democracy to promote peace, and the cornerstone of that engine is our most sacred right in a democracy, which is the right to vote. That's under grave threat right now. Uh, because some of us, including almost everyone in New Jersey, is voting on machines that have no paper ballot as part of the voting. That means that if you're voting on an electronic machine, uh, it can be hacked and it may or may not. Uh, it can't be recounted. It can't, it, you can't go back to a paper ballot to check things. So we're going to be talking about that and with us today... I'm Reverend Bob Moore, as I said, Executive Director of the Coalition for Peace Action. We have our Board Chair of the Coalition for Peace Action, Irene Etkin-Goldman. Well, good afternoon, and it's really wonderful to be talking together on this subject. Yes, and also the Chair of our Voting Integrity Task Force, Stephanie Harris. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. So just to set the, uh, Irene and Stephanie have been heroines in this struggle (laughs) to get paper ballot voting to happen in New Jersey. So they're going to be doing most of the talking, but just to set a little bit of background about how this all got started and how we got involved in this uh, aspect of trying to work to ensure a verifiable vote, a secure vote that can't be hacked, that can be recounted, and about which there is no doubt that the voter intended that to be their vote. I was called in the fall of 2004 by Penny Venetis, a professor at Rutgers Law School, and she's the head of their constitutional litigation clinic. And she was very concerned about this because by that time, New Jersey had switched to the electronic-only machines. They are technically called DREs, which is direct recording electronic. And she wondered if we would be willing to be party to a lawsuit she was hoping to file, trying to get, uh, trying to force the state of New Jersey to switch to paper ballot voting so that we would have a secure, non-hackable vote. And I said yes. Around that same time, Stephanie was voting in the primary in uh, June of 2004, and she had an experience. And so let me take this opportunity to you, Stephanie, to have you tell us about your experience of voting on this electronic machine. Well, I tried to cast my cast my ballot by pressing the button, the appropriate button, and the poll worker told me that it did not count, just try again. And I tried three times, and the poll worker shrugged and said, well, I think that worked. And I was not sure whether or not I had been disenfranchised. And so I was very upset and went immediately to Bob Moore to tell him (laughs) of this incident. Yes, and it was not long after that that I was having the initial meeting with Penny Venetis, 
the lawyer who did file the lawsuit. And so when I told her about Stephanie's experience, she immediately got on the phone to Stephanie. And so that's really what launched this as far as that stage of it, of trying to make get, use the courts to rectify this grave threat to democracy that exists here in New Jersey. So then you two sort of took the ball from there. Irene and Stephanie sort of took the ball and got a lot of things happening besides the lawsuit. So why don't you tell about what, what happened as the lawsuit unfolded and then some other elements in terms of legislation that the New Jersey legislature passed. Well, I'd, I'd like, this is Irene, I'd like to say that it was uh, around the June primary mm-hmm. that uh, we were contacted by uh, the law school by Penn Right. Um, yeah, yeah, thank you for that and, correction. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a hot period of time in 2004, mm-hmm. and the goal was to decommission the DREs on the basis that they were unconstitutional. And DRE is direct yeah. recording electronic, the electronic voting machines. Correct. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the reason that Penny felt that they were unconstitutional was that you cannot do an audit and you cannot do a recount, both of which are required uh, in our Constitution. And so we embarked on a 15-year journey, 12 years of which was the lawsuit. And we were bounced back and forth between Superior Court and Appellate Court. And um, the upshot of this 12 years of struggle was that the court agreed that the machines were insecure and that they were vulnerable to hacking. Uh, We had demonstrated with our our key witness, which was uh, Professor Andrew Appel from Princeton University, Computer Science Department, uh, and he was able to illustrate to the judge that it took him less than 10 minutes to hack into the machine and change votes. So the judge agreed that that was a problem, but in the end, uh, she felt that the state could rectify the problem by making the machines more secure and having them better guarded and put seals on the machines so that people would know if they had been hacked into. Uh, And let me just interject one thing in this narrative, which is that along the way, Professor Ed Felton also went to the places where the voting machines are placed before voting day. And he demonstrated conclusively that they are not secure, that anybody can go in there. There's no no guard there. Anybody can go in there. He's posed with them. And so this problem continues to this very day. That's correct. Well, Andrew Appel also took his students to these, to the, in Mercer County, to the voting mm-hmm. warehouses. Uh-huh. And it was, uh, and it was Ed Felton who actually had uh, acquired a DRE, hacked it, right. demonstrated it all over the place right. so during that period of time. But what was so important, this was a very long, long journey of ours. Right. Uh, the good that it came of it, uh, we were not successful in decommissioning the DREs, but we were successful in getting a law passed in the state of New Jersey in 2005 right. mm-hmm. that required the state to <coughs> have paper ballots as the ballot of record in the, any voting system. Right. And that, and following that, we were successful in getting an audit law passed that required the state of New Jersey to order, audit these paper ballots. That was in 2009. Mm-hmm. None of, n- neither of the laws were enacted. 
implemented. Uh, implemented. The, uh, they were enacted, they were voted on, but they were not implemented because the state uh, legislature and governors uh, stated that there were no funds. Mm-hmm. And until such time as there were either federal or state funds, they could not uh, affect and put into action the, these laws that we fought for. In addition to this, there were other more subtle achievements, uh, better uh, review of uh, chain of custody and so forth. Nevertheless, we are here today, very shortly after Iowa debacle, Mm -hmm. showing that paper ballots are the response and the only response that a state must have uh, when it's conducting its elections. One other outcome of um, our lawsuit was the judge uh, said that the uh, computers cannot be hooked up to the Internet. And that was a very important uh, ruling from the judge. And unfortunately, it gave election officials a mistaken uh, feeling of security because they say, well, we're not hooked up to the internet. But uh, in 2011, there was a very small election down in Cumberland County where actually uh, the votes were flipped from one candidate to another. It went through the courts. The court ordered another election to take place. And in fact, they found that the machine had flipped the votes. Um, Whether or not it was a malignant uh, piece of software, or whether it was human error, we don't know because the machines were scrubbed clean before Andrew Appel got down there to investigate and inspect the machines. So when officials tell you we're not hooked up to the internet, so there is no problem, we've never had any evidence of problem in New Jersey, that's just totally incorrect. Right. And it can't be proven. Right. It can't be proven. Um, Today's uh, picture here in the United States in this very important 2020 election Mm -hmm. is frightening Mm -hmm. because there are people who think that something on the computer, oh, it, it, it would be wonderful and we can transmit quickly and we'll have quick responses. Uh, the very basic, sure way of recording a vote and having it available to, for a recount that is verifiable is for a hand-marked paper ballot tabulated on an optical scanner and securely kept in uh, the ballots securely kept within that system. Um, You can recount, you can audit, you don't need electricity if the electricity fails. There are myriad examples in our state uh, under uh, Chris Christie when we had Sandy Mm -hmm. and the extraordinary mistakes that were made. people on private computers uh, passing along results of the election. Uh, Terrible. Refusing to take advice from the state of New York, which does vote on a paper ballot with optical scan technology. So today we're really focusing very, as we have been all along, and I think we're being finally being heard, uh, we're focusing on the fact that every county in the state of New Jersey uh, counties decide which voting technology mm-hmm. they use, the voting system. Every county must and can, we have the time, we still have the time to go to a hand-marked paper ballot, 
optical scan voting system. There's time to do it. There's technology that's available, and we should do it. And what, what makes you say, Irene, with such confidence that there is still time to do it before the New Jersey primary this June? Well, we know that the state of Virginia transitioned into paper ballot into just such a system in a very short period of time. I think uh, there were counties that did it within less than two months. Mm-hmm. Not, not, and in the state of Ca- California, the entire state, that huge, highly populated state, did the entire state within under six months. Mm-hmm. So it's and not furthermore, there are two counties in New Jersey that have just transitioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and Essex County has uh, decided that they wanted paper ballots and optical scan machines, and they just made that decision, and they are saying, we are confident we will have this up and running by April school board election. Mm-hmm. So and you said there were two yes. counties. Tell well, us the about second, the other. The second county is Union County, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, they chose the wrong machine. So Mm -hmm. let me discuss very briefly what is the right machine and what is the wrong machine. The right machine that we have been talking about is a hand-marked paper ballot fed through an optical scan machine. And the wrong machine is known as a hybrid because not only can the voter uh, have the machine mark the ballot, but then the machine also tabulates the ballot. So as soon as you have both uh, marking and tabulating Mm -hmm. in one machine, we call it a hybrid all-in-one. And uh, this is not secure. Uh, Dr. Appel and other elections uh, security uh, Mm -hmm. professionals have indicated all of the ways that these machines can be tampered with. And um, the idea is that they have a paper ballot that comes down behind a glass screen, which the voter is supposed to verify before that ballot is cast and then counted. And um, University of Michigan experts have done testing on on, uh, voters, and they have found a very low percentage of voters actually check Uh, and verify this ballot, and when they ran another test where they had made mistakes on all of the ballots on purpose, these voters had something like only 4% of the voters noticing that a mistake had been made on their ballot. So the idea of verification is a myth, and therefore these machines are only one step better than a DRE in that they produce a paper ballot, but we don't know whether that paper ballot actually reflects the intent of the voter or not. Right. And in neighboring Pennsylvania, there was a county that had a big debacle with these machines not long ago, wasn't there? That's correct. In Northampton County, um, these machines uh, were supposed to be tabulating thousands of votes, and instead only about 100 votes were tabulated, which rang the alarm bells, and the officials went in to investigate what was going on. Uh, They've been decommissioned Mm -hmm. in uh, many places. Uh Uh, In that case, the uh, technology, that the system that was being used is called the express vote. Right. And that was, uh, they are under a lawsuit 
And I'd like to ref uh, recommend that on the, in the United States, there are many professionals who are linked together on a network of conversation. They meet by phone. They meet um, to discuss the different issues that are facing us in, in our elections. And National Election Defense Coalition, which is a nonpartisan, uh, they're supported by conservatives and and uh, progressives, uh, but mostly they're supported by a very wide coalition of knowledgeable individuals on the subject. And we are fortunate that Susan Greenhall, who is one a vice president, has been helpful to us even before she joined that that group to uh, to be informed and to help us inform others. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, it's very much worthwhile for everyone to know and support that paper ballots tabulated on optical scanners are efficient, uh, secure, and by far less expensive than these hybrids. The vendors of various companies, uh, it's in their best interest to recommend these all-in-one because they would replace the current DREs. Uh, for example, in your district, you might go to vote and you would see two uh, touchscreen machines in front of you. Mm -hmm. uh, the all-in-one hybrids would want to have your county purchase two of their hybrids right. to replace them. With an optical scan technology sy uh, system, you may have a polling place that has three to five uh, districts voting there. In principle, in, in fact, technologically, you can have one optical scan right. scanner. Right and some cardboard separators for people to be uh, voting uh, privately. Simultaneous. Simultaneously. N lines are not the issue. And, um, and of course, you have the vote. You can't count pixels, people. Uh, so right. I, I just want to emphasize that uh, as we stray into a technological world, right. Having more technology is not more secure and easier and more efficient and cheaper. In fact, the most secure way of voting is do not put a machine between the hand of the voter and the ballot. Right. The hand marks the ballot, and there can be no hacking of that process. And then that ballot will be counted. And as Irene said, if there's no electricity, the ballot can be stored until the electricity comes back on, or the ballot can be hand counted. So we are not relying on technology in, right. in order to do this type of system. So what, what we believe is that the legislation that was passed in 2005 should now be implemented because the federal government has given New Jersey $11 million. Mm -hmm. That money would just about cover new optical scan machines for the entire state. And therefore, since the law says that it will not be implemented until federal or state monies become available, the federal monies have become available, and they should be used for securing our election. Sounds good. And just to make clear for our listeners, so the way this works is you use the most simple, direct way of all, the most secure way of all, for a person to go and cast their vote, and that is to hand them a paper ballot. They mark that paper ballot by hand themselves, 
in a in a booth that nobody else can see. So no one is seeing who, you know. Then when they're done voting, they carry that ballot, that marked ballot, to an optical scan machine and feed it into that scanner. But the ballot is still kept, so that's the official vote of record, but the scan machine can quickly count them up for giving results quickly. That is correct. And uh, most of America is voting on that system. Yes, There are only five states uh, that were voting on paperless systems. Out of those five states, New Jersey and South Carolina are the only states that have done nothing about it. Right. Right. And I think that's shameful. I mean, we, we pride ourselves supposedly on being a progressive state. And yet here we are at the back of the line in terms of securing our most sacred right of all, which is the right to vote securely, right. to know that democracy is working. Right. And, and so the governor has the authority mm-hmm. to issue an executive order that would decommission these DREs and would require hand-marked paper ballots and optical scan uh, to be used in the state. Uh, In Pennsylvania, the governor uh, decommissioned the DREs, and uh, Pennsylvania is switching over now to paper. Uh, In California, the governor issued an executive order. So it has been done in other places, and we have been urging the governor to do this and we have received no response whatsoever that that is going to happen. So what we're asking all of our listeners is to please contact the governor and beg him to do what is right for the state, which is give us hand-marked paper ballots and optical scan machines. Yes, and just to underline that, and then I want to back up to say what approaches we've made so far to the governor. You, you're, the listeners can go to peacecoalition.org to do this very quickly and easily. When you go there under Take Action, one of the first things is going to be Secure Your Vote in 2020. You click on that. When you go in there, you can send an email to the governor in one minute or less. So it's very quick and easy. We need lots of people to do this. So the governor is a prize. So this is where I sort of circled back in in terms of my personal involvement. You two have been carrying the ball and being the key leaders for these 15 years. But I happened to be able to get an appointment uh, in January with the governor's chief of staff. And we brought a very high-powered team not only the three of us were there, but also Professor Appel, Professor Felton. By the way, Professor Felton was a high-ranking member of the White House Office of Technology, and this was the field that he was working in. And so partly because of his leadership and just the scientific consensus, the uh, Department of Homeland Security recommends voting the way we've been talking about. Don't vote on electronic machines. Vote by uh, using hand-marked paper ballots. So that they were there, these two, high-powered professor and then Susan Greenhall, who uh, Irene mentioned just a moment ago. So we had a very high-powered team make a presentation. And on top of that, on top of that, just so the governor wouldn't have to start from scratch, we had a well-informed lawyer on these issues drafted and uh, we took with us a draft of an executive order. So all the pieces are there for the governor to do this quickly. 
but like in almost everything, we need our grassroots democracy to work now. And one of the best ways to do that is for everyone listening to this to go to peacecoalition.org, click on the uh, item under Take Action for Securing Our Vote, and you can take action to help out with this. So we also have another avenue of pressure, and this was all partly inspired by what happened in Essex County. Now, something about what happened in Essex County, I didn't learn until a week ago when I was at a statewide conference at Rutgers. And that's that a big part of what empowered and enabled Essex County to make this decision. Of course, I'm sure the listeners realize that's the most populous county in New Jersey. A big part of what empowered that was a grassroots organization in Essex County that pressed for this with the freeholders. And the freeholders voted to do it just earlier this year. And so they are confident it's being implemented, the funding, they've uh, allocated the funding out of their county budget. So this is definitely happening in Essex County, leading the way. And we need more counties to do this. So we want to work multiple angles at once on this because this is really a voting emergency. It's a voting security emergency that we have on our hands. New Jersey is the, among the most vulnerable states in this country in terms of our voting not working. We could have a debacle that'll make Iowa look like it was a piece of cake. We're, we're headed toward that. And so the governor needs to step in and take leadership. But on top of that, counties can step in and take leadership. And I know uh, you and Stephanie and Irene have taken a lot of steps already with Mercer County. Maybe you could update us on that. Yeah, over these years, we have been meeting for these past 15 years uh, on our favorite subject, hand-marked paper ballots and optical scan. Uh, we feel that we're close. Uh, Mercer County acknowledges that it wants to change. Um, while it hasn't been stated uh, overtly, we believe that they'll make the right decision uh, for optical scan tabulators with hand-marked paper ballots. Our urgency is to ask all of our uh, friends and activists and citizens to call on uh, the executive chief executive officer Brian Hughes and his chief of staff Kelly Ganges to please uh, act now for the 2020 primary to bring us handmarked paper ballots and optical scan uh, tabulators. We've met with freeholders on numerous occasions. Uh, Professor's uh, Appel has been a remarkable resource, uh, has given a, his yes, time and absolutely. effort for all these years at his own expense. He's just um, as a leading mm -hmm. a computer scientist to have also this com compassion and uh, understanding for of citizen, uh, the citizen, the weight of citizens' work. Right. And yes, and uh, Professor Appel was involved in the success in Essex County as we, well. We, yes, exactly. And the name of their organization is SOMA, S-O-M-A, right. uh, and uh, in Essex County. And here we are. We have the support of a lot of people. We, we want more. Yes, so Mercer County has said mm -hmm. that it's not in their budget this year, but um, we will get uh, action by 2021. Um, however... 
in my mind, the major crisis is in the 2020 right. election. It's right. probably the most important election that we will ever face in our lifetime. Right. And the fact that the money is there, the technology is there, all of the answers are there, and all it requires is the political will of our, execu our county executive, Brian Hughes, to say, I'm going to do this and to do what Essex County did. It takes courage, it takes leadership, and we have not seen that in most counties. Right, and I think, you know, I, you, you two uh, met, I know, not long ago with the, the Freeholder Board Chair. Yes. And so I think there are multiple people that could take real leadership on this, and we, they need to hear from us. They need to feel a little heat on this issue. Absolutely. And I'm not saying we should do that in a nasty way, but, you know, the, the debacle that we could be headed toward, and I, I liked your point about 2020. We can't wait till 2021. This is an actual bona fide top-flight emergency. Because yeah. we know with our current lawless president, we know that he doesn't uh, observe any boundaries at all. Uh, and so if the vote should go against him in any part of New Jersey or in the state as a whole, he could be demanding a recount. And we can't do that without a paper ballot. Well, that's correct. And so, you know, uh, you know, actually, some people have said that if he is beaten at the polls, they aren't even sure if he will voluntarily step aside. And so we, we have a really major threat to democracy on our hands. And the best way to secure that is to have a secure vote by hand-marked paper ballots. I would also like to point out that it's not just the presidential level that we are okay. really concerned mm -hmm. about. In 2018, uh, we were uh, the Democrats were able to flip many of the congressional seats. Forty of them altogether, yes. And mm -hmm. and uh, we now have only one Republican Congressperson, and all of the rest of our congressional delegation is Democrats. Right. Well, the Republicans are absolutely livid, and they want to take back those seats. That's and right. they will do everything in their power to put money and, uh, and uh, advertising and whatever has to be done to get back those seats. If we have a contested congressional election, it's very possible that the loser will not concede right. and will require or request a recount, just as you have said, for the presidential election. And that cannot be done in New Jersey with any kind of accuracy at all. Right. This is not uh, an issue of Democrat right. or Republican right. or independent. This is an issue of democracy. Mm -hmm. It's an issue of our security, and it affects everyone, Republicans, Democrats. Everybody should want to have an accurate vote. Right. And uh, it happens that the description of the past election, correctly stated, could have been the other way around by parties. It does, the parties don't matter in this issue. Right. What matters is that there's no way today in New Jersey to do an accurate recount of any election except in those counties such as Essex that and Warren has another system that they can also a different system that they've had for a while so 
please take that into account. And I'd like to speak one more time about Mercer County. Mm-hmm. We have been received most courteously, most openly, uh, and generously in time to hear our uh, descriptions of what the better systems are. And it is a long lear- learning process. But as Stephanie says, it takes courage. Mm-hmm. It really does. And uh, we know that that the possib- that the, that it's there, that it can be there. Right. It's just a matter of making that choice and making it public and making it now. And we, are, we offer our help to anybody uh, who needs more education on the subject. Uh, just let us know and we'll... We'll yes. let you know. And to my mind, you two are the best patriots of all <laughs> because you are working night and day for 15 years now, over 15 years, to protect our most sacred right in a democracy. We don't have a democracy if there is not a verifiable vote. If there is not a secure vote, there is no democracy. Democracy depends on people being able to go to the polls cast their vote in a way that they know it can be counted accurately and recounted if necessary. Without that, we're sliding toward a non-democracy. This is really basic, and I agree with you very strongly, Irene. This is not a partisan issue. This is an issue about the fundamentals, the cornerstone, really, of democracy, which is our most sacred right of all, the right to vote. I, Stephanie, I think you were starting to say something. If you want to add anything, I think we're getting close to the end. So if yes, you wanna... I, I just wanted to say that oftentimes uh, people will say, well, let's run a pilot project rather than do it right. in the entire state. Okay. And I want people to understand that hand-marked paper ballots and an optical scan were used in Princeton yes. uh, in a pilot project. It was very well received by the voters, yes. by the election officials, and by the county clerk. And that was in a school board election. It I was think. a yeah. small election, yeah. but mm-hmm. it was very well received. In Montclair, in Essex, a pilot project was conducted. Mm-hmm. It Everybody, and, and the review of that election was done by the officials, the election officials. The citizens were delighted. Mm-hmm. The election officials were delighted. There were no problems, nothing significant. The population of that uh, town was varied uh, in economic and cultural ways. Uh, so this is a win-win situation. And um, again, uh, I know that Brian Hughes and now President Andy Kuntz, who is yes. head of the Freeholder Board, right. and our county clerk, Paula Salome, and our uh, head of elections, uh, Kathy DiCostanzo, these are people who are very serious about elections. Mm-hmm. They want to do the right thing. Right. And I'm hoping with all my heart, all of us are, that with our maybe we can help in some way to uh, urge this decision to be made very soon. There is one other issue that I think I want to go back to before we finish, and that is that this is actually the least expensive way to vote as well. And so, you know, this sometimes is the way it works. You don't have to spend extra money to make sure that you're doing best practices. So going back to the $11 million that you referenced, Stephanie, which is the share of the national appropriation, the federal appropriation that we'll be getting for New Jersey, that $11 million would be enough to buy an optical scan machine 
for every polling place in New Jersey. And so you, you can have multiple lines. Things will go smoothly, quickly. This has been pilot. This is tested. It's used in 45 states right now. And so we're, we're just way behind. And so we could save money and ensure that we have a secure vote at the same time. Right. And the counties would have, uh, in the instance where the governor issues an executive mm-hmm. order and, ex- and dedicates that $11 million, Yes. If the counties each felt that they wanted to do more than have more optical scans than would be provided under that $11 million, there's certainly no, nothing holding them back. Um, they can use their own money. They, they would use their own money, and it would be so much easier for them to have a budget that reflects great savings, almost a quarter of what it would cost if they were to put in a system that was the hybrid all-in-one uh, yes. It's a glorified DRE, really. And Irene, you're mentioning the governor uh, again just now, reminding me of one thing, other thing that I forgot to mention, which is during the 2017 election, we ran a peace voter campaign. And one step in that was to do candidate briefings with the candidates from the major parties. We did do a briefing with then, he wasn't governor yet, but with Phil Murphy. And we went over all of the things we're talking about in terms of how to secure our vote. And then we had him fill out a questionnaire, and he filled it out and signed it. And he said he would do the things that we're talking about right now on this podcast. He said he would ensure that we were voting by paper ballots. And so that is right on our website, hand-marked paper ballots. That's right. That is right on our website. His, the, the actual questionnaire he filled out with his signature on it. And so he, is, I think, has a special obligation. This is not coming out of the blue at him. Uh, we, we briefed him. We briefed his senior staff. This should be something that he could grab onto and do right away. It's the right thing to do. Any final comment? Well, I think I just want to reiterate the fact that we have the money. We have the law behind us. We have uh, the solution to an impending crisis. So let's prevent that crisis from happening and take action now. Very well said. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you so much, Irene. And I want to also say before we close, special thanks to David Crow, the producer of our podcast series, uh, Peace Matters. And also to Princeton TV for allowing us generously to use their studio for taping this.